This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show Monday edition. Divisional round playoffs are over. The AFC and NFC championship games are set. Matt and I will break all of the action down from this weekend. We've got some new coaching hires. Of course, more rumors about Deshaun Watson. It's looking more and more like he actually could be leaving Houston, which is something uh, I did not think would actually come to fruition, but but it is heading in that direction. So more on those stories later. At BD Peacock on Twitter is where you can find me, the scout, Matt Williamson, at Williamson NFL. Championship games are set, Matt. Do you have any big thoughts, any big takeaways from the divisional round of playoff games Saturday and Sunday? A lot, to be honest with you. And before we break down the games, first of all, I think the final results of of who we're going to see in the championship game is the ones I would have picked. I think they'll get the best audience. It'll be the best for the game. I can't wait for championship weekend, and I'm excited to break those games down all week long with you and our fans. However, I have a strong negative spin on the weekend, and bear with me here. But one of my least, probably my least favorite thing about football is it's such a war of attrition, you know, that at this time of year, a lot of teams, I don't want to say get screwed, but, you know, lose key components and they're not what they used to be. And you wouldn't think this coming from a Pittsburgh guy who's looking at a lot of snow out the window right now, but weather to me can derail what would be better games, you know, wind and rain and sleet and hail and snow where it's such a passing league that in a high flying league that sometimes weather gets in the way of what could be classic games but taking it a step further this weekend we saw what i believe is the best kicker in history tucker the best i've ever seen miss two key field goals probably because of wind and when that guy misses he hits the upright he he doesn't like shank it into the seats we saw what might be the best defensive player i've ever seen aaron donald probably shouldn't address i watched every snap of him intently and was a total shell of himself and probably shouldn't have been out there. And to a lesser degree, that was sort of true with Miles Garrett, too. Like, he's a shell of himself at this point, too. We saw the last two MVPs of the league leave the game with concussions. <laughs> Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes, maybe the two most thrilling people to watch in the entire league, leave the game with concussions. We saw an all-time great phenomenal Drew Brees Hall of Fame quarterback play his last game and sort of embarrassed himself you know shouldn't have been out there I mean was was not the player he used to be and cost his team the game and that game would have been much more 
of a blowout, in my opinion, if Bruce Arians doesn't neuter what's maybe the greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady and run the ball over and over on early downs and keep that game close. And then lastly, we saw what I think is the worst rule in football hurt the Browns when the ball, they fumble the ball going into the end zone and the Chiefs did nothing to pick the ball up or add possession, but yet the ball rolls out of the end zone. So the Chiefs get the ball. And instead of the ball being a potential touchdown or, you know, whatever that rule should be. And I have thoughts on that. And I've talked about that since I've been doing podcasts. I hate that rule. And that really, you know, is a massive deterrent in the game. So some huge, huge things when I that I just laid out of massive players, massive stories that didn't go well. Which reminds me, when it comes to one of those MVP quarterbacks, looks like, according to Jay Glazer, Patrick Mahomes will be in and out of concussion protocol and on the field for the Chiefs in that AFC championship game, which is huge. It's it wasn't the product that it could have been in a lot of ways. And man, Drew Brees is a big one too with that noodle arm. It's like, man, wow. he's got to hang it up. And it would have been nice to see one more run for him. But, um, and yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, what's the, what is the way to fix that? Adding a 17th game next year is definitely not going to help that. No, you're right. I mean, I don't think there is. I mean, and I still loved it. I mean, it was a still an awesome weekend of football. I enjoyed every second of it. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not complaining. But that was a, I mean, I put together quite a list of all-time great players not doing what you came to, you know, what you paid for the price of admission. And such is life. I mean, it's a, a lot of them are coincidental. I mean, what's the chances of the, the two big draws getting concussions? But, I mean, things like that are, are, are tough. And it's, I don't think the league will ever change. It's probably better than it was in the, in the 80s and 90s and 70s where, there's probably concussions left and right, and they're still oh, playing. Oh, man, yeah. He <laughs> walks to the sideline, right. sniffs some smelling salts, maybe misses one play, maybe he misses zero plays and just walks back to the huddle, right? And they call a couple of runs, and they're like, all right, you good? Let's go. Uh, that's that's definitely something that has changed. And thought it could have been the, the reason that Kansas City didn't have an opportunity to repeat all of a sudden when the best yeah. player in the league leaves the game. And you're like, okay, we're going to see Chad Henney play some serious football right now in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. How's this going to go? And so it made for some better viewing in some ways, right? Made for some other better, different storylines too. Oh yeah. I mean, it certainly added to the drama and I'm sure Browns fans were super excited. And I mean, it, it's still an amazing product. It's an amazing soap opera that you couldn't even write these scripts. If I turned on all those scripts on Friday you know, the central casting would have been like, no, we're not, that that's not believable. You know, that, but it's just all those huge name players. I, I thought it was an interesting trend this weekend. Let's get into those games. What we saw on the field with who was available to play in these games. And oh yeah, here's a, here's a good nugget for you. Four of the five highest graded quarterbacks, according to pro football focus, all advanced to the AFC and NFC mm -hmm. championship games. PFF had him graded like this this season. Aaron Rodgers, one. Tom Brady, two. Deshaun Watson, three, who is not the one that is in the top five that is in the uh, AFC or NFC championship game. Then four was Mahomes and five was Josh Allen. So four out of the top five quarterbacks will be in the AFC and NFC championship games. And it looks like they're all going to be healthy and playing in those games, which is good news as of now. Let's talk Saturday, Sunday, divisional round playoffs next. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good is that feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. 
I have some big time fitness goals that I need to get working a little bit more seriously on myself because uh, the pandemic was not kind to my waistline and my overall fitness level. And Echelon can help me. It can help you get there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of home. The EX7S is Echelon's latest state-of-the-art innovation that takes cycling to the next level. The world-class instructors will motivate you. Thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable. And one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. And right now, you can try Echelon Fitness Equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash locked on. That's echelon, E-C-H-E-L-O-N, fit.com slash locked on. Los Angeles Rams will be a fun team to cover this offseason as they get eliminated from the playoffs, losing to the Packers in Green Bay 32-18. to Brandon Staley, who is now the new head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, his defense wasn't enough to slow down Aaron Rodgers and company there in Green Bay. And Sean McVay's offense, led by Jared Goff, is consistently, uh, I think, a step behind from where most people think they should be right now. Is that a fair assessment? Um, I think so. You know, just to go back to what you said a minute ago, four of the top five quarterbacks are still playing. And I thought Goff played well and threw the ball much better than he did a week ago with his bad thumb. But I think that's clearly keeping the Rams out of that stratosphere with the Packers and teams like that. You know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was once again, the best player on the field. And um, I thought I picked the Rams in an upset and I, I, you know, I was a lot more confident in the Rams plus seven than I was the Rams to win, but I envisioned them running all over the Packers, much like your Niners did last year, this time, and Aaron Donald being a dominant player and Staley's defense really bottling up the Packers and making this a first one to 20 game wins. But I'm not making excuses for that pick, but Donald not being, again, I mentioned him earlier, sh- shouldn't address. I mean, I watched every snap and he was not a factor and played like half the snaps. And I probably sold the Packers short. I mean, the Packers are really good. And to pull the curtain back, I think the Bucks are in huge trouble next week. They handle the elements so well. Rodgers is playing at a ridiculously high level. Some of their weapons that I've kind of been low on, Lazard and Tanyan, are better than I thought. And they have playmakers on defense. But the Rams just didn't have enough firepower either. And they could have used Cooper Cup as well. You mentioned how injuries and weather can factor in, and, and that's one of the the beauties of the NFL. And it's kind of always been like that. Is It's such a different game. Like the team that got you there in September is much different than the team that can win in January and a different style of football in a lot of cases. And you have to be able to win in a lot of different ways and you have to have depth and you have to have people uh, step up big. And so um, the the Packers are definitely in the, the driver's seat right now with that home field advantage next week against uh, an older quarterback, a very old quarterback, the oldest of quarterbacks in Tom Brady coming in. Um, did you happen to see the slow motion replay of Aaron Rodgers on the long t- touchdown pass, the 58 yard or two? Alan Lazard pre-snap he's I don't uh, think I don't know if there was some chatter with some defensive players if he was reacting to that but as he's getting ready to take the snap he looks it looks like he looks at the safety 
laughs and shakes his head knowing about knowing because well what is about to happen is he's gonna throw a touchdown pass wow. and he hasn't beat it's just like the the cockiness kind of and uh just Aaron Rodgers being in the flow of the game not really too worried about the Rams defense at that point uh really tells you the level that he's playing at right now and it's just really funny if you can go find that clip go find it and look at it because it's really funny I don't know if someone told him a joke but he's like he's literally smiling and kind of chuckling to himself and shaking his head while he's looking uh, at, at the safety in the middle of the field knowing he's about to drop a bomb to Alan Lazard for a touchdown I'm gonna check it out for sure because I've actually heard this over the years that that's kind of one of his ways of taunting cockiness confidence whatever that sometimes he singles somebody, he almost like calls his shot, you know, like Babe right. Ruth type of thing, like laughs at someone's face, knowing what's about to come and then lights him up. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, this is the week, I guess we could talk about this. These kind of things are going to come up and I, I respect Brady to no end, but anyone that's been following me since my ESPN days, if we're picking up teams, Aaron Rodgers, my first pick of any quarterback that ever lived. Wow. Okay. I, yeah, I have heard you say that before, and it's always shocking when I hear you say that. But uh, yeah. I love it. And by the way, we might have some some very rooted in Central California, where I'm from, quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. If it's uh, mm. Aaron Rodgers from Chico, California, where I spent some time and, and went to school for a while, I was actually uh, at at Butte Junior College at the same time as Aaron Rodgers before he went to Cal, which is interesting. And I didn't know he existed at yeah. that time. I could have sat next to him in a classroom right. and had no idea, <laughs> yeah. which is really funny. Um, and Josh Allen, who's from Fireball, California, which is near Fresno, in the right in smack dab in the middle of California, a very small agricultural town. And by the way, when I was a kid, I don't remember this, but I definitely saw Patrick Mahomes Sr., Pat Mahomes, pitch for the Visalia Oaks baseball team when he was a minor leaguer in single A before he went up and, and was called up by the Minnesota Twins, which is the organization that uh, that was the farm team for. So, uh, which was before Patrick Mahomes, I think, was even born, which is funny. So, yeah, some some Central California roots with what's going on in the AFC and NFC championship games, and maybe even the Super Bowl. I thought I'd get that out, even though it has, it makes no well. difference with anything. Brady's a California guy too. Yeah, Brady. Yeah, San Mateo, California. Grew up a 49ers fan. Usually, there's a lot of Pittsburgh and and Pennsylvania roots when it comes to quarterbacks and coaches in in the Super Bowl. It's it's more of a California flavor this year. Yeah, how about that? I like it. Any notes on Packers, Rams before we move on? There's a lot to talk about with this Rams team. And uh, Sean McVay, actually, with his exit interview, was pretty noncommittal about Jared Goff going forward. He said, yeah, he's our quarterback currently. It was kind of his answer. He's like, well, right now he's our quarterback. But he didn't sound like uh, it wasn't one of those things where he's like, love Jared Goff, fought for our team, fought through a thumb injury. We love Jared Goff. He's our guy going forward. It, It wasn't that sort of a statement for Goff. Huh. I didn't hear that. But, I mean, there was a lot of talk that, if it wasn't for injuries, maybe he would have been the starter and he didn't start last week. And I think it's time to maybe examine that situation, but you gave him so much money. I'm not sure how you get out of that. I mean, Mm -hmm. we'll talk about these things going forward, but um, I don't know that I have any other major notes from that game. Um, It seems like a while ago. (laughs) It does seem like quite a while ago now. (laughs) Uh, We did have the bills and Ravens Saturday night, a chilly one in Buffalo 17 to three, and I think Chris and I think you mentioned when we were talking about betting on these games that this is one of those uh, pound the under sort of a games, and it definitely turned out that way in Buffalo. Seventeen to three, they mustered one field goal. Did the Ravens there before we saw Tyler Huntley taking snaps under center? Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of glad that you mentioned bets because I was zero and eleven going into the final game on all my bets for the weekend. Wow, zero and eleven. 
And then I went five and zero oh on the last night, there so it kind of okay. redeemed me a little bit. But wow! Oh, I did was, you not uh, have the ooh, under? Down. You didn't have the Bills Ravens under then. I had the over. <laughs> oh, so it must have been Chris that had that the under then. The okay. Score. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I thought the Ravens would squeak out a win. Um, I was very close on a lot of things, but that doesn't count. I mean, it's not horseshoes or horseshoes or hand grenades. Um, you know, mix miss kicks. I thought was a big deal. Wind was a big deal in this game. Uh, the Lamar concussion, it, you know, kind of put the stamp on it. Was yeah. the nail in the coffin. But I thought both defenses deserved a lot of credit too. I mean, wind aside and all those things that they both stepped up huge, especially Buffalo's, which I didn't quite see coming. Um, I, I got to think like the the difference in this game. Not that Allen and Lamar are equal quarterbacks or similar. But Stefan Diggs, I mean, every week this guy has eight for 100 plus, and the Ravens just don't have that guy at all. I mean, the route runner, the beat man coverage player, they really need to find that. And I also thought it was really apparent, and it was a big red flag last week, that the Titans, I think, had four sacks against Baltimore. And Tennessee's like the worst pass rushing team in the league. And the Ravens' protection, which makes sense, they lost John Dunn Stanley. But their run blocking was good, but their protection was never fixed, and it was a real problem for them in this game, too, when they had the throw. Marquise Brown, the Baltimore Ravens wide receiver, said something similar to that after the game, that uh, they just need to be more balanced on offense. Uh, And part of it, I think, is that they need to draft a receiver that's not 165 pounds, too, because I don't think Marquise Brown is is that sort of chain-moving type of receiver that Baltimore really needs, that go-to number one guy. He's a secondary, you know, take-the-top-off sort of a player there. Um, And and Lamar Jackson wasn't playing that great. Credit to the Bills' defense, because even when he left the game, he wasn't doing that great. But, man, when I saw – I think it's the first time I've seen Tyler Huntley play. I can't remember if I've seen him throw a pass before. And the ball did not look good coming out of his hands. As soon as I saw that, I was like, well, uh, it was definitely not the same kind of magic Chad Henney was going to bring for the Kansas City Chiefs, even though Chad Henney's not a world beater. But if you told me the Ravens were going to have hold the ball for 35 and a half minutes, and I would have said they win. But you go down there in the red zone, you doink two off the, the uprights, and then you throw the pick six, which of course was the... Right the play of the game and was an unsurmountable, you know, situation. And then your quarterback goes out. I mean, I think the Ravens have a little bit of soul searching to do. And I bet the general media will be too hard on Baltimore. And we're going to hear things like you can't win the Super Bowl play in this way. And maybe they shouldn't sign Lamar long-term. And I said on Friday, I really hope that isn't things we hear on Monday because one of these two quarterbacks is going to lose. I still think this is a very, very strong organization. And to your receiver point, they draft a bunch of fast guys. I mean, but, you know, combine guys, Miles Boykin, Duvernay, right. you know, Marquise Brown. They need to sign. I mean, I've been saying this for two years. They need their Anquan Bolden, their Derek Mason, their Steve Smith, you know, the veteran old gnarly route runner that on third and six gets you seven. Like the, the prime Des Bryant, not the current Des Bryant. Right. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, go give me someone that'll move the chains and can win on an out route against man coverage. And all credit to the Buffalo Bills on this one. They played a great game. They've been playing yeah. great football for a while. Josh Allen playing at a super high level. And uh, this team is scary. And 
I don't know what the line is going to be. I know Kansas City is going to be favored next week, which I think I'm probably going to be taking those points, depending on how many points it is for the Buffalo Bills. That's how much I like the way Buffalo is playing right now. So they deserve absolutely to be there. I like how their defense has come around the last several weeks, too. It's just looking more like a McDermott defense than it did early in the year. Uh, two yards per carry is not going to cut it, though, they, and they, they cannot run the ball. So if, if, if they run into a problem, I think that's where it's going to be. That, that is really the one thing that's not working for them. Everything else is, play, is, is really just well-oiled right now for Buffalo. And, and we'll get into it, but I don't even think they'll try against Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, why try? Use Josh yeah. Allen in, you know, in some certain situations, although we saw last week, I mean, you don't want that to happen in the AFC Championship game, getting your, your quarterback dinged, and I think a lot of people that don't like seeing quarterbacks run a lot in the NFL were just waiting to get fire off a hot take about, see, that's why you don't have a running quarterback, because look what happened to Lamar, look what happened to uh, Patrick Mahomes there, you can get your, your, your franchise guy knocked out of a game, and it, it's too important. Last note. The Ravens snaps center to quarterback exchange. Holy cow. You know, like the, the simplest of things, yeah. and this has been something that's plagued them all year, came to bite them heavy. You know, like, and that ain't on Lamar. No, and that, that's the little things. It's like just snapping the football, something we don't really even talk about that much. And, and you actually bring it up a lot, yeah. and, and not a lot of people do. And I overlook it a ton, which is special teams. And you have the best kicker in, in the league, maybe in league history, and he Ever, doinks a couple right. of kicks too. So special teams, snapping the football, not fumbling, not turning the ball over. There's so many little things in a football game that, that we take for granted sometimes. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Like. I, I know we don't have time to go into story time, but I, I remember when I started at Pitt and it was the first time I was really part of an organization and every practice quarterback center exchange went out four minutes before everybody else. I'm like, wow, four minutes a day, those guys just snap. And Walt Harris, our head coach, put that much stress on. It. And I was like, wow, I mean, that's on the, the, the practice script every day. That's why old school grizzled veteran coaches are the way they are. Right. Mm-hmm. If you fumble, you leave the game. Just can't have it. I don't care if I have a worse player out there. I know he's not going to fumble the football. And it, it's, it's throughout the organization when it comes to that kind of stuff. Absolutely. All right. Let's get you the Sunday action. Browns, Chiefs, Buccaneers, Saints next. Are you hungry? Do you need a snack? Do you want something that tastes good but won't ruin your diet? It's easy. Built Bar. 130 calories in the salted caramel flavor of Built Bar. Just have a Built Bar. It's got this protein, 17 grams, that will tide you over. I guarantee that will tide you over. Have a Built Bar. They taste fantastic, so you will look forward to eating one, and it will tide you over, and it will give you that protein, and it will help you out if you need to do some heavy lifting, whether it's figuratively or literally later. If you're doing a workout or if you're golfing, slip one in your golf bag. Perfect time to have a Built Bar to start the back nine, you'll feel good about it. It's not heavy, and who knows, might even improve your golf game. Built Bars are high in protein, high in fiber, but low calorie, low sugar, and covered in 100% real delicious chocolate. Soft and easy to chew, Built Bar is great for the health-conscious folks out there. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And... Best of all, you can go to BuiltBar.com and get 20% off with promo code LOCKEDON. Go to BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order of Built Bars. NFL futures, when it comes to the draft, when it comes to coaching hires, is one of my favorite things you can bet on at BetOnline.ag. Bet on who the Super Bowl winner will be. 
uh, national championship game already up for 2022. And the NHL season is now underway. And you can get in on all the action at Bet Online. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKED ON for your 50% welcome bonus. Divisional playoff round action, game props, NBA season in full swing. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKED ON to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Matt, it's looking like we're not going to have much time to talk about the coach hirings and some of the rumors and some of the things going on in the NFL. Luckily, we're right back at it tomorrow. So we'll talk a lot more about Brandon Staley, the new head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. We'll talk about Dan Campbell, the new head coach of the Detroit Lions, the latest with Deshaun Watson. And by tomorrow, I'm sure there'll be even more news and tweets and things to go over uh, with that. And of course, the two-minute drill, as we do on Tuesdays, featuring listener questions at BD Peacock on Twitter, at Williamson NFL. We'll throw out a tweet that you can reply to as well, and we'll, we'll tackle some of your questions tomorrow along with the biggest storylines around the league. But let's focus on the Sunday divisional playoff games right now Browns at Chiefs the Chiefs were able to hold on and defeat the Browns 22-17 the moment Patrick Mahomes went out and I saw what the Browns were able to do on that 18 play drive to the Chiefs defense the Chiefs defense was getting gassed in the second half I thought wow the Browns are really going to do this and knock off the Chiefs two things really stuck out to me the awful final what turned out to be the final drive for the Browns three and out taking time off the clock and then ended up punting and like at the play calls, like just, you know, throwing it two yards behind the line of scrimmage. Like, what are you doing there? You got to have some urgency. You got to go score because you're still behind. And then of course the Chad Henney, terrible interception arm punt that he threw to the oh. middle of the end zone to a defender, just waiting for it as if there was no safety there at all, but then comes back the next drive and makes that scramble, makes that play sticks his nose in there and nearly gets the first down, but it was a big run, and he was pumped and, and fired up, and that was like, wow, Chad Haney just did that. He just did that, and the Chiefs are going to advance. Yeah, and those two Henny plays obviously stand out as extremely positive and, and, and timely and extremely negative and ugly. Um, the rest of his time there was good enough, you know, whatever. Um, the Chiefs came out hot, though, and I thought this thing might be a blowout. I mean, Tyree Kill looked unstoppable. Kelsey did what he always does, eight for over 100, moved the ball pretty well. This game was, what, 19-3 at the half in the Chiefs' favor in their building. And we got to see fans, by the way. That's a side note. I mean, some of these fans impacted the game this weekend, which I love. Mm -hmm. You know, that that was great, Um, and and particularly in this game. But as people know, I'm about to go do my Steeler show from four to six here, and I'm going to say some things that Steeler fans aren't going to like because – I've been very critical of Baker Mayfield. And from like a Steelers perspective, I've said things like, boy, I hope the Browns extend him. And this is a guy we get to play <laughs> again for the next 10 years. Oh, I thought he was really good. I think he's getting better and better. I credit Stefanski, but you got to credit Baker. You know, like what if he would have had Odell or, you know, uh, I mentioned how Lamar doesn't have a digs. Like if they had one more weapon, this game probably doesn't go that way. And again, I hate that rule of, fumbling out of the end zone, Ugh. hands the ball to the other team. I mean, I, that's a huge play. I hate the fumble rule, too. I don't know what the right rule should be, but the wrong rule is currently in place. And there's a lot of over-officiating going on. There's a lot of stuff that impacts games that shouldn't, that, that I would love for the league to look at. 
uh, and f- like find players later. At, when you're throwing flags for personal foul stuff, that's pretty ticky tack live. Yeah. It's just too it's too hard. And then I don't know. Anyways, that's that's not for now. There's more fl- the, the refs influence this game more than they have yes. most of the year. Right, right. And it's never good. Yeah, which I didn't you should never even you should barely know who any of the refs' names are and. It, pretty much the guy who's talking to you that's letting you know the penalties. Maybe you know his name and that's about it. And you shouldn't really hear from him very much. And if it's obvious, it's obvious. If not, uh, you, you can't change the game. And, and, you know, sometimes it's not the ref's fault. It's just the rules. And so let's let's take a look at some of those rules and fix them. And the, the fumble one's a big one that's always been bad. It doesn't come up as often as some other frustrating rules. But when a big play happens like that in a big game, it just stands out. And it's, it's just, it's they got to they gotta do something. I don't know what the right rule should be. Maybe, maybe we'll put that out to the listeners. What would you change that fumble out of the end zone rule to? What I would do real quick is no, my problem with it is the defense gets possession for doing nothing. They never possessed the yeah. football. If, if they would have picked the ball up and then they fumbled it and it went out of bounds, fine. But if it's on the 50 and I fumble it, it goes out of bounds. You don't get the ball. You know, it's, to me, right. what they should do is give it back to the offense on the 20. So you get deemed, but you're still in field goal range, at least essentially. Yeah, you're not on the one, right? but the ball wasn't possessed by anyone. We're going to drop you back to the 20, and it's still you know, third down. I mean, if that was happening on second down, now it's third down. You it's, know like, I mean? it's like a reverse touchback almost. Right, right, right. Yeah, But by no means should the defense get the ball there. It's just too big of a swing. I was impressed with the Chiefs' defense. Uh, the rookie, Legereus Sneed, yeah. who played a little safety at Louisiana Tech, and it was a speed demon. The way he's developed at corner has helped that defense so much. Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones, they were really good up front, I thought. And, oh, my, and I forgot about this at the end of the game. Andy Reid's fourth down call. That was yeah, incredibly wow. ballsy, borderline stupid and a terrible call like but it worked it, right? yeah. the only rule is it has to work and it worked if that play didn't work and they didn't convert that oh my god Andy Reid would be getting crushed right now that was an ill-advised call but it worked so congrats to Andy Reid congrats to Chad Henney congrats to Tyreek Hill who caught that uh, along with his other seven catches for 110 yards yeah and Tyreek Hill looks super explosive and um I'm not saying the Browns got screwed they, they played better than I expected I'm super excited for Chiefs Bills, so I'm happy that was the result. But, you know, Browns fans, you probably don't see this coming, but if it's as it stands right now, I probably am going to pick the Browns to win the AFC North next year. Ooh, okay. Oh, another note with Tyreek Hill. For being so small, he's really good at going up and getting the ball, his ball skills. Yes, yes. Which is not something you usually see with the smaller speed demon type of receivers. And uh, get open short, get open deep, he can go up and get the ball. He's scary to cover, man. Absolutely. All right, let's talk Saints-Buccaneers. What is likely the very last game in the illustrious Hall of Fame career of Drew Brees as the Buccaneers beat the Saints 30-20. to But, uh, you know, Drew Brees, he, he, he ringed every bit of talent out of himself he could get. And um, the wet rag analogy, I think, is apt for his arm, too, because his arm is just not there, and he can't push the ball down the field at all. He made some bad throws, three interceptions, so you feel bad for him, but they put it in his hands. He, he wasn't able to get it done. And the Saints, who I think were one of the most complete teams in these playoffs, are now out and don't have a lot of cap room. And, and there's some big decisions to be made in New Orleans. And Tom Brady rolls again with a new team. 30-20, to 20, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are in the NFC 
championship game. And what a story it would be for Brady. Like, you have to open a new wing in the Hall of Fame and and take away the five-year requirement. If he goes through, beats Breeze, Rodgers, and Mahomes, and, and wins another Super Bowl, I mean, come on. His playoff numbers are unbelievably ridiculous. And how about this one? Playoff wins all time. The Patriots have 37. The Packers and Steelers have 36. Dallas has 35. The Niners and Tom Brady have 32. Wow. (laughs) It's 32 playoff wins. That's crazy. It's ridiculous. I I mean, uh, back to the Saints real quick. Breeze, I thought, hurt them very badly. And they lost a turnover differential. They're minus four in turnover differential. I mean, against a quality opponent, you couldn't put it on a platter any better for Tampa Bay. I thought Kamara played well, and they got him going pretty well. But I know they threw his way three or four times. But not Michael Thomas with no catches. I mean, that stands yes. out to me against oh the suspect gosh. secondary. I mean, zero catches for Michael Thomas. And he looked open a lot to me, at least on the TV copy. I thought that was another indictment of Breeze. And, you know, even... Jameis Winston comes in for one play on the bomb. Breeze could have done that. You know, you didn't need, Winston didn't have a special skill set. He's not Taysom Hill. Why bring him in for that play? I mean, because you know he can make the deep throw. You know, I mean, that's how I took it was. Oh, absolutely. And he did. Good for him. That's the only reason. Yeah, they they can't even, they have to put a different quarterback in to make some of the throws. Like, that's pretty telling. That's pretty telling. I mean, that's kind of all I needed to know. Right. Um, I said at the start of the show, though, Tampa can't play this way. I mean, you're not going to get four gifts. You're not going to be plus four and turnover differential in the playoffs. And you keep handing the ball to Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones on early downs and grinding it out when Brady's playing as well as he is. And you have those kind of weapons. And I know that's what the Saints want you to do. They'll play a lot of two-man with two high safeties and beg you to run the ball. But that's inefficient football. Like the, the... the, the analytic geeks are going to kill the Bucs for their strategy. And uh, again, I mean, I didn't think the Bucs played all that great to get this win, but I'm excited to see them. Brady's unbelievable, but wow. I mean, I, I think you got to not assume that you're going to get be plus four in the turnover differential. And last Brady number, he's now 14 and two in the divisional round of the playoffs. I'd seen a similar stat to the one you brought up about playoff wins. Brady has more combined, more playoff wins by himself than any other two QBs in, in NFL history combined. He's got 32 now. Joe Montana has 16. So he doubles the second place guy. Then after that's Bradshaw with 14, Elway 14 and Peyton Manning all tied with 14. So uh, any two quarterbacks in NFL history, he's got more alone. Just and that's going to hold up for a while because oh. no one's catching Montana at 16 for a while. No, no, no. Peyton Manning, John Elway, and, you know, Breeze didn't even catch yeah. him. And he played till he was 40. So that's just not something that's going to fall. That That's one of those stats that goes up there with wow. Jerry Rice, which is one of those. It's like, okay, let's talk about number two. Yeah, right. I mean, that's Gretzky's scoring record. I mean, that's yes. DiMaggio's hitting streak. I mean, forget about it. It's over. I was impressed with the Saints secondary. They, they can cover a lot of people in a lot of different ways. The versatility there. Um, I thought... I thought the Saints. I thought the Saints had this one actually, even in the second half of the game, and then those late turnovers just really, really killed them. Um, Devin White, by the way, was all over the place. He was a monster, showing off his former running back skills with the stiff arm too. Like, put that guy on offense, man. Yeah, that was awesome. I love that. 
the first time he got the ball, he showed a stiff arm. The second time he saw a wide receiver and just stuck him right in the face. <laughs> and he was all, he was all over the field. He oh, played yeah. great. He's a big difference maker for them. It was a fun game, though, because, I mean, the third time these teams have played, you can tell there's no love lost anymore, and, and they were chirping at each other. And there's a lot of instigators on both sides of the ball, too, that, that like to talk. So a lot of fun. It even spilled over afterwards with um, some Bucks secondary players calling out Michael Thomas. And calling him mm. Can Guard Mike because his Twitter handle <laughs> is Can't Guard Mike. So, yeah, fun stuff, fun stuff all around. And congrats to the Bucks who are moving on to the NFC Championship game. And of course, we will have all of those games previewed and broken down One for last the matchups. Note, I apologize. No, I, sure. I, I don't mean to just keep throwing dirt on Drew Brees's grave, but <laughs> him in Green Bay next week would not have been pretty. Yeah, I honestly don't. You can I never count out Tom Brady. I don't really like that matchup for the Bucks either. At least Brady and Gronk and AB have played in weather, you know. Right. But, I mean, the age thing. Brady just throws the ball so much better than Brees. Yes, he he just, he has a lot left. Yeah. A lot more left than Brees, at least. And, and Brady doesn't throw it like he used to, but he's he's still got it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it, it was a sad end there for, for Brees because he just doesn't have it anymore. And the ribs, I'm sure he's not even 100% healthy. Uh, it's tough, but man, what a great career. So we'll find out if that is indeed the truth, and I'm sure we'll have that all covered when he does announce his retirement, which it looks like he's going to, and he should. Mm-hmm, absolutely, and it's been an amazing run. Just imagine what the Saints were before Breeze, uh, before Breeze, though. You know, before this this era, they oh. were like the worst franchise in, in yeah. sports. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were what the yeah. Browns and the Jets were doing. Right. That was what the Saints yeah, were absolutely. doing. Yeah, the bags, the bags over the heads, right? Yeah, I'm not sure all of our some of our listeners are young and don't remember those days. Only remember the Breeze era, but they were an embarrassment. Here's another topic for another day. One of the best all time trades. I think it was, I think Aikman. Or someone brought that up during the telecast, and I hadn't thought about it that way. One of the best all time off season moves in NFL history was the Saints bringing in Drew Brees, and he was about to sign with the Dolphins, except he couldn't pass the physical with yes. his shoulder. Or he'd yes, have that's right. Oh, yep. I forgot about that. They dinged him. You know, he was ready to sign. They said, no, sorry, we don't trust your shoulder. Go to get out of here. Dolphin. Oh, the Dolphins, too. Oh, <laughs> that didn't go so great, did it? Oh, geez. No. Wow. All right, good stuff. Back tomorrow, we will tackle your questions at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL. Talk about the new coaches, all the rumors, all the latest news around the league right here. Peacock and Williamson.